This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permonian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. We, of course, are back here again with Italian attorney and head of the U.S. office of ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com, Marco Permunian. Hello and welcome back. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. Great to hear. Anyway, today we wanted to talk a bit more about Italian citizenship. Of course. <laughs> Big surprise there. <laughs> and today we wanted to go into something that's actually really important uh, to consider some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they are approaching this process, uh, especially if they're doing it al alone and actually maybe even not if they're doing it alone, depending on how they go about that. But we'll get into that in a second. And in this episode, we wanted to talk about five of the biggest mistakes an individual might make on their journey to Italian citizenship recognition. So Marco, let's start out with number one. What is maybe one of the biggest mistakes that an individual might make? If you are starting your journey to Italian citizenship, probably the first thing that you would have to do is checking properly if you qualify for Italian citizenship, if you're eligible for recognition of your Italian citizenship. A lot of people contact me and they are under the assumption that they qualify for Italian citizenship because they have an Italian-born parent or both parents or people who tell me all of my four grandparents were born in Italy. And unfortunately, that's not enough to qualify for Italian citizenship, meaning having an Italian or multiple Italian ancestors born in Italy isn't per se sufficient for you to be able to claim your Italian citizenship by descent. We talked about this extensively in other videos, and there are some eligibility requirements that need to be met for you to be able to claim your Italian citizenship. I think that's actually quite an interesting point because I know I've had a number of discussions with individuals and we've talked about the just just kind of in passing about Italian citizenship and they said, oh yeah, no, I'm going to totally do that. I'm 100% Italian. Everybody in my family is from Italy and at the end of the day, unfortunately, even for a person who could be 100% in air quotes Italian may not be eligible, but a person who might be one eighth, one sixteenth, one thirty-second Italian potentially could have the eligibility to be able to become recognized as an Italian citizen. Exactly, exactly. For example, if you have Italian parents, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are an Italian citizen. You have to check if and when your parents became naturalized and even if there can be some exceptions, if your parents both became naturalized in America before you were born and before 1992, then most likely you don't have the right to Italian citizenship. Ultimately, people, but I think it's it's easy to make this mistake if you're not an attorney, believe that you apply through an ancestor and that having an ancestor automatically qualifies you for Italian citizenship, that you can claim citizenship directly from that ancestor. But the thing is, technically speaking, you have to be able to demonstrate that 
citizenship and the right to Italian citizenship was transferred from the person who was born in Italy to their child and from that child to the next generation into the next generation again. So citizenship is actually transferred from one person to the other in your Italian line and there needs to be no interruptions. You need to have, you, you, you let's put it this way, if you have a broken so to speak, lying, then you may not be able to claim Italian citizenship. But you and I were talking about this a moment ago prior to starting to record this video, but uh, you gave a very clear example of um, somebody who may be under the impression that they don't qualify for Italian citizenship because they have so to speak, a broken line, but then they end up qualifying for Italian citizenship through a different line because if you don't qualify through one side of the family, you may qualify through the other side of the family, maybe through the side of the family that you don't have almost any information on. It's like, the, no, and actually, like, yeah, we were talking about this just before recording that. Uh, even there was one in individual who recently I've heard about who was completely convinced, zero eligibility, and th because they thought that the one side of the family that they were going to be able to get citizenship through that would be the easiest ended up being a dead end for them, and the side of the family that they thought would be impossible just because of various factors ended up actually, even though it was a not necessarily the easiest and the most direct line, it ended up being a viable line nonetheless. Yes, and another similar example that I can think of is somebody who doesn't qualify through their parent, through their father, but then they qualify through the father born in Italy, but then they qualify through the mother's great-grandfather who was the last person born in Italy. So you don't qualify through a parent, but then you qualify through a great-grandparent on the other side of the family. So in conclusion, it is very important to, I would say, not only check your eligibility, but really properly check in detail your eligibility, maybe with a professional, to just make sure that you either qualify or that you have zero chances of qualifying for Italian citizenship. Well, professional such as ICA, <laughs> the top of the top, the cream of the crop. Uh, but anyway, I, I think actually that you've definitely raised some really interesting points here because there unfortunately are so many times where an individual can think that they might not be eligible, but be fully eligible just because of misunderstanding. Or unfortunately, maybe a person might not be eligible when they thought it would be so easy. So it really is important to take that all into account and to really make sure that you go over it with a fine tooth comb. And especially, I know this is something that you help your clients with at no cost before they're even actually your clients. Uh, maybe just do you want to quickly talk about what it is that you guys do before we get into the next point. Yes, this is very well explained on our website, uh, but very quickly, we offer a free preliminary assessment of people cases, free of charge and obligation. It's a very thorough assessment. It normally takes one to two weeks because we actually do research uh, based on the potential client's family tree to determine if they qualify for Italian citizenship. So we have to locate these documents that can help um, us understand 
whether the person does or doesn't qualify for Italian citizenship. This is something that I've said, I think I've said it before in videos. I know I've definitely said it to you in person, but I have a lot of respect that you guys actually do that work and actually make sure that the person is eligible before taking them on as a client, before even accepting anything from them, because I know there are individuals out there who will say, okay, here, you have to pay X hundred dollars uh, before we'll even talk to you. And you may or may not even be eligible. And with those other individuals, they won't even issue a refund if you're not eligible in the, in, in the end. So I, I really do have so much respect that you really stand behind your work and make sure that, uh, that you're confident in a person being able to get their Italian citizenship. But anyway, moving on, what would maybe be the next mistake that a person should try and avoid while they're on their journey to gaining Italian citizenship recognition. I believe that right after having made sure that you meet the requirements to qualify for Italian citizenship, you should, especially if you are an American living in America, look into booking your appointment with the Italian consulate. So there are some people that unfortunately don't know how things work in Italy that are um, under the impression that they can gather all the documents to support their citizenship application and then they can just go to the consulate and be welcomed and that they can start their citizenship journey. Unfortunately, uh, like many other things in Italy, things are slow. Um, I have to say it's not necessarily Italy's fault in this case because uh, the, the, the point is, there is a long wait time for your appointment. But uh, that's also due to the fact that there are a lot of people in America that are seeking Italian citizenship. So the Italian consulates are very busy. And there could be things that could be done to improve the service that they offer, for sure. And maybe we can talk about that in another episode. But There's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> but uh, the wait time at some consulate can be... Uh, easily one year or over one year just for your appointment, which means that you have all the time that you need to put together all the necessary documents, which is not an easy task to do. But uh, if you don't book your appointment in advance, if you don't uh, do it right away, then you might find yourself in a situation where you have all your documents ready, but you have no appointment with the consulate, and then you have to look for an appointment, and the appointment is only 18 months out. So now you have to wait 18 more months. And another mistake that is though related to this one that we're talking about is to start gathering your documents too close to your appointment. For example, I was contacted a few times by some people who told me, you know, my appointment is coming up in three months and, and maybe they made the appointment 18 months before and they are under the impression that three months is sufficient to gather the necessary documents. Of course, if yours is an easy case, three months may be sufficient, but... Uh, That's still pushing it. Yes, but if yours is a, like one of the most common cases, meaning somebody applying through a great-grandparent, three months tend not to be sufficient for sure, uh, especially if if you have maybe documents with discrepancies, which is not uncommon, and maybe your documents require amendments, and, and those take time. So it's better to start taking the first steps in procuring the documents 
I want to say one year before your scheduled appointment with the consulate. And actually, I mean, I think just to just to kind of give Italy a little bit of credit here, that that's not even something that would be held up by Italian processes. That's something that even in America can take a little while to get certain things accomplished and make sure that you have all the right documents and sending for the documents, receiving them back and sending them out again to make sure they get the right certifications and so on. Um, so that's something that unfortunately there is that underestimation sometimes with not only the Italian system, but the American system, uh, for those individuals who are interested in getting their Italian citizenship. Definitely. And, and that leads to, I believe the third biggest mistake that people could make, which would be underestimating or overestimating discrepancies in your documents. So if you go on to the website of probably any Italian consulate in America, you will find that the consulate says that you your documents uh, must not have any discrepancies or inconsistencies, that you have to correct all of your discrepancies in the documents that you present. And for somebody applying through a great grandparent, it's very likely that your documents have discrepancies, of course, because your ancestors who came to America were not able to speak or read English properly, so they weren't able to communicate maybe to the state registrars their personal information. And there were many people at that point even who didn't know, who beyond communication issues, they were in some cases illiterate and couldn't read or write period, regardless of the language. Or even remember their um, exact date of birth. Yeah. So there may be mistake mistakes on your documents that you um, may have to correct. Now, I have to say that not all of the discrepancies will most likely cause an issue. Uh, there are some discrepancies that consulates knowingly let go. They don't really care about minor discrepancies, but there are certain major discrepancies that you may have to amend um, names or last names that changed completely, or even that changed, or even that changed changed significantly. And in those cases, you may have to look into amending those documents, and that um, may or may not be a complex process to do. Sometimes a court order could be required. Now, it is difficult to predict what the consulate's opinion could be about those discrepancies, and there is probably no way of finding out because it highly depends on the clerk, uh, the official who's going to examine your application when you present it, and people have different opinion about discrepancies. Um, Of course, you're dealing with a human being, so it's possible that you're lucky and they like you. Well, especially just within the Italian system, it does allow for interpretations by clerks or the official who happens to see that paper at that moment. Exactly. So I think ultimately you don't have to underestimate discrepancies. There are people who believe that it's not necessary to amend any documents. But of course, you also don't have to overestimate discrepancies and not just think that any little inconsistency will cause a rejection of your application. And that's fascinating. Uh, What would be maybe the next mistake that an individual should try to avoid uh, during this process to try and gain recognition 
of Italian citizenship. Probably being under the impression that gathering documents is easy. Documents to support your citizenship application is easy. And that any document, any VITA record document, regardless of the format, for example, will work for the process. I will explain myself a little bit better. So if you are an applicant for, a potential applicant for Italian citizenship, among the documents that need to be presented, there will be your uh, birth certificate. And some people are under the impression that they get their birth certificate and that's it, no big deal. You just have to get your birth certificate. But actually, the Italian consulate will want a very specific type of birth certificate. For example, if you were born in the state of New York, you can have access to a transcript, you can have access to a wallet short form size uh, of your birth certificate or you can have access to the full form the full version of your birth certificate or if you were born in the state of Pennsylvania it's possible that they give you that the state gives you a birth certificate without your place of birth but, but actually just the county of birth so really like the, the they actually issues documents like this they do that i think only in pennsylvania though i'm shocked i've never heard that before that's I, something else i don't know what the purpose of how? such a document how is that be. even it kind of defeats the purpose of a birth certificate <laughs> at that point i know <laughs> but um you have to be sure to get the documents in the proper format the format that the consulate wants and the reason is those documents and by the way this applies to not only to you the applicant but also to your ascendance, birth, and marriage, and death certificates. Um, and the reason why the consulate requires a very specific format of the documents is that the format should be the one that is closer to the format that we have in Italy because your foreign birth certificate will have to be registered in Italy. And in Italy, vital record documents tend to be very detailed. So it's no surprise that the consulate of Italy wants the most detailed version of your birth certificate. Or, uh, for instance, divorce records. Um, in Italy, as an Italian citizen, if you are applying to become an Italian citizen, then you need to present also the documents that will show if you're married, unmarried, divorced, widow. Uh, and if you're divorced, you will need to present your uh, divorce record. In some states, you can get a certificate of divorce, but that's not acceptable. What you need is the judgment of divorce. So the actual paper released by the court at the time of the divorce and signed by the judge. And that's because if you were somebody who is an Italian citizen who is residing in Italy, uh, you would be using your divorce papers from the court to register your divorce in Italy. And, and that's why you can't use a different thing when you are someone who was who is applying for Italian citizenship. You can't use a certificate of divorce, which you can obtain in some states, but that's not what is needed. You need the actual judgment of divorce, so the divorce decree, and you should also get the settlement agreement. So in conclusion, you should pay a lot of attention to the documents that you're collecting and you shouldn't be under the impression that collecting just vital record documents is 
sufficient to support your citizenship application, but you need very specific types of vital record documents. Actually, I remember you were telling me about a law firm that had contacted you from America and this individual was wanting you to help them, to train them how to go through the process or uh, even to partner with ICA. And you were mentioning about how they were very gung-ho and ready to get on the, the, the project of trying to be there for ICA when that's something that you guys already do anyway for yourselves. Um, but you were talking to this guy and telling him about how important all of these these uh, these individual steps were and to make sure that you get the right document in the right format and the right kind. And this individual is just kind of like going over his head and he couldn't he couldn't get it, even though he was an American lawyer who already knew all about uh, various factors of the law and and documents. It's just when it comes to this process, it's so specific and so important to get the right documents that even if you understand a lot of this subject to begin with, it can be still a bit on the complicated side. And so just to finish up for this video, this is definitely not the final mistake, but the final mistake that we'll talk about in this video, what is that last mistake that we wanna touch on in this video today? I think in connection to, just the, to what you just said, maybe one, uh, the next biggest mistake that somebody could make is to maybe choose the wrong professional to assist mm -hmm. them. It's okay to do the application process DIY if you have done a lot of research online or website is very detailed and you took your time to try to understand the process. But, you know, I believe like any Italian lawyer would be willing to assist somebody with the dual citizenship process, but I would definitely not recommend people to choose any Italian lawyer because any Italian lawyer can, legally speaking, represent you and, and help you with the dual citizenship process. But because it's so complex, because um, of all of the possible scenarios, even understanding the eligibility, it, it, it's easy to miss a detail that uh, maybe makes the lawyers say you don't qualify when you actually qualify. The, the dual citizenship process is so complex, there are so many nuances that um, I believe that if you want to be assisted by an attorney, you definitely have to consider very carefully which attorney or professional you're choosing to assist you throughout this very difficult process. Maybe something from the background that, I don't know if you want to be so public about it, but you told me uh, a few times about a few people who've come your direction uh, for already having tried to work with other people yes. that they, even well-known names within the field that they ended up really making some big mistakes and then they came to you and you had to make a lot of corrections and, and right a lot of wrongs. No, absolutely, especially those professionals who also focus on other things, who also offer different services. Um, it's This is something that probably you have to focus on during throughout your entire career to become familiar uh, with all of the intricacies of this process to be able to help other people. You know, it's really so sad that there's uh, that there can be such a uh, 
carelessness in some ways regarding this process because it is something that is so vital and important uh, to make sure that you take care of it the right way because it also it not only holds a practical value to those of us who are of Italian descent and going through this process, but it can often hold a practical value for an individual. And a person uh, can have their life set up and that they're kind of moving away from life in America or wherever it is that they are and decide that they're ready for that next step in life and to go on that next adventure. Maybe they've just been through a divorce or they've been through some big life-changing event or maybe empty nesters and all of their children have left the home and they're looking to get into that next step of life. And Italy can very often be that choice, especially for somebody who has that option available to them. And for an individual to overlook something part of this in, in part of this process, and be irresponsible. It's like, it's horrifying to me to think that somebody could have that type of effect on an individual's life. Uh, especially, like I've mentioned, I've had a number of negative experiences. I did my process mostly DIY at one point, bef way before I even knew anything about you. And uh, before uh, ICA even had come around, this is years and years and years before, that there was a, a, an individual, a lawyer, who really just did not pay attention to my, my, my case. And I went to this individual thinking that, hey, they're a lawyer, of course they're gonna know what to do. And even when I spoke to this individual, they said, yeah, of course, any lawyer can handle this. And I got to that point where I got like, it's just convinced that if an Italian lawyer was saying, oh, of course, anybody can do this. This is easy, I can help you know that. Then I was saying, okay, maybe there's something to be worried about after that experience that I went to. But I know you're always very cautious and very careful with the individuals that you deal with. And you only will say, of course, that we believe you are eligible if you are, in fact, convinced that that person will be. So, again, as always, I have to say I have so much respect for you and your team and what you guys do. Thank you. Of course, man. Um, really, I, I do mean that. It's not because we're recording videos together or because we're friends. It's I have such re respect for you uh, on a professional level for what you're doing because I know I wouldn't be getting involved with this just because I know how much detail is required and how, how important this can be that I would rather leave it to somebody like you who is doing the right thing the right way. Anyway, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop while I'm ahead here. And, but Really, I, I can never tell you how much respect I really do have for everything that you do. But of course, I think this is a great place to finish off this episode. And of course, if you are interested in more topics like this about Italian dual citizenship, be sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel for more content. There is a great library of information. And of course, on italiancitizenshipassistance.com, there is a lot of detailed information that is really worth going over. And Marco, if somebody out there is looking for more information or help with this process, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, or give us a call. The number is on our website. Well, that's fantastic. And of course, 
If you would like to see more content about life in Italy, living in Italy, and life as a dual citizen here in Italy, and expat life in general, you can come and check out my channel, youtube.com slash Raffaele di Furia. And of course, we have been here with Italian attorney and head of the US Office of Italian Citizenship Assistance.com, Marco Permunian, and I am Raffaele di Furia, and we will see you all next time. Thank Later. You.